Ow! It's time for the May 13th, 2020 edition of Weekly Signals. Weekly Review. A personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history. Broadcasting on National Fruit Cocktail Day from the University of California at Irvine in the backyard. KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kessler. And as always, the perfect fruit cocktail springtime refresher, Mahler, the fake news dog. Yeah. Hey, Mahler. He's at it hey, again. buddy. Good. Yeah. Today, we'll be talking about the Shot Sage Blue Maryland, the Hurricane Gun, cryptocurrencies, non-toxic plywood glue, Republican first-degree murderers, and then some. That's a big agenda. Boy, that is a lot of ground to cover right Oof. there. But first, yeah. would you like a grilled cheese sandwich? Then I go out in the kitchen and... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, nah. Nah. yeah, not a big... That's cheese. too early for grilled it, cheese. Oh, you're right. It's a heavy yeah, sandwich if done yeah, properly. I, I wouldn't yeah. touch a grilled cheese until noon. Yeah. 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 It's the same way with alcohol. <laughs> You know. Do you wait that long, really? Oh, okay. yeah. You have some. <laughs> you have a sandwich, really, grilled cheese, and then boom. Yeah, you light up one of those big, tall vodka. Yeah, get lit up. You get lit up with you a big old. Up. Yeah, yeah oh, that's big, right. You don't light it. You up. don't light it you up. It lights. It lights you up. What kind of toast would you like? Well, if I was going to do that, yeah. I, I've been gravitating towards sourdough lately. Ooh, yeah. Sourdough's become. Kind I of lived a... in sourdough for quite a long time. <laughs> did you? Yeah, you like, did you? Uh, did, were you accustomed to it? Well, I've you given like... up. You've given uh, sourdough. up sourdough. Yeah, okay. scrap the sourdough. Okay. Usually go with a with a whole wheat. Whole wheat's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. with lots of little things in it. Yeah, you know, a with... grainy kind of bread. Oh, yeah, yeah, like like yeah. Maybe There's... even some seeds thrown in. Yes. For good luck. Oh yes. Any kind of cheese you like with your uh, sourdough? Uh... Yeah, you know I go with my baby Swiss. I'm just so addicted to my baby Swiss. Well, come on, man. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll hold it. How about some, uh, what's that stuff that's got the... Sharp cheddar? Sharp cheddar's good. Gouda? Yes, Gouda. Like some Gouda? Then there's that one where Avardi? they... Avardi? Avardi's good. Yeah. They sprinkle in like the little pepper flakes and what 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 cheese is that where they put the little bit of... mean like... Uh, there's a cheese... Uh, guacamole? In... <laughs> guacamole. Yeah. Hey, let's make a guacamole sandwich. Well, you grilled could throw guacamole. some guacamole you could, on a nice grilled cheese sandwich. Absolutely. It'd probably be good. A little avocado on the grilled cheese. There you go. But oh. you know, I just like it. Straight, straight, straight cheese. Straight, no chaser. And you I like, like sourdough. It. It's a good one. Yeah. Do okay. you like your bread cut thick or thin? Oh, well, I always buy the pre-cut bread. I don't. Re- I rarely... I know uh, it's but, pre-cut, uh, yeah. but say uh, that... Let's, uh, just, okay. Well, well, I would like a thinner bread. Oh, really? For a grilled cheese because it's already fairly heavy. Yeah. The sandwich is heavy. Yeah, I mean, usually it's okay. um, for me. What about you? What about you? Picture. What do you? What do you? I like? would like it a little bit thicker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Really indulge the. Yeah, I mean, what's, the, you know, yeah, if, if you're, you're going to go, have one, yeah, you might as well. Why not have no, one? Not. From the Guardian, working out of the kitchen in their uh, small restaurant in Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. not Ontario out here, mm-hmm. the Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. Remember that place? Yes, Ontario yeah. Motor Speedway. Working, Be there. <laughs> Be there. Did they say that? They had those ads with the ground-pounding, nitro-burning funny cars. Be there. At, at Ontario. I believe so. Huh. Yeah. 
Working out of the kitchen of their small restaurant in Ontario, Canada in the 1970s, Irene Demas and her husband, Tony, learned the value of trading their food for the talent or talents mm-hmm. of locals. Mm-hmm. In exchange for daily fresh flowers, for example, the couple would take soup and a sandwich to the florist next door. Very nice. That's what they did. It was the 70s, you know. Yeah. And it's, it was that and, kind of stuff was going on. And it's Canada. And for an English painter and art dealer named John, mm-hmm. the couple traded grilled cheese sandwiches for a selection of paintings from him and his friends. Uh-oh. Mind you, it wasn't just an ordinary grilled cheese sandwich. It was a great sandwich with a five-year-old cheddar and beautiful bread, <laughs> said Irene. Mm-hmm. The grilled cheese sandwich for a painting deal ended up netting them a painting by acclaimed Canadian folk artist Maud Lewis. A work that nearly five day, decades later is expected to net more than $27,000 when it goes to auction later this month. Very nice. Yeah. At first, Irene and Tony didn't like the primitive style painting John brought them. You know, he got his grilled cheese sandwiches, then he brings them this painting. Yeah. They're looking at it yeah. and they go, yeah. eh. Well, they're Canadian. I just sat there in silence for a while. <laughs> I'd never seen any art like that before. And first, I thought they might be playing some sort of trick on me. <laughs> did a kid do these? That's what Irene thought. Yes, she did. But John said he had met a fine artist in the province of Nova Scotia who was so poor she didn't have the right things to paint on. The struggling painter, who was later discovered to be Maud Lewis, mm-hmm. had to resort to using scraps of wood as a canvas and leftover paint fishermen used on their boats. Oh, my. Yeah? Well, it would last a long time. Yeah, I bet it would. Yeah. Irene took a simple painting of a black truck driving on a country road. That's the one she, she chose because John brought a selection. Mm-hmm. Now, 50 years later, it will net her close to $30,000. Maud Lewis died in 1970 at the age of 67. That was when Irene received the painting. So mm-hmm. it was like she got it right at the time. Maud was uh, dying, and it was one of those artists where no one ever appreciated her work. While she was alive. Yeah. 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 Good. A good-hearted soul got something in return. It really restores my faith in humanity. Yeah, it's this kind of grilled cheese story that it's, does restore it, your yeah, faith. Yeah, exactly. If you're Isn't looking that? for a story to lift your spirits, yeah, you should be looking in the dairy section of your local Absolutely right. Yeah. Dairy, cottage cheese, cottage cheese, any of that yeah. stuff. There's, like that. Oh, how many stories have I heard with cottage cheese involved? I, mean, I don't know. I don't think we have all enough time to get into all of Do you ever buy it. any art while you're shopping for your Chinese? Uh, I'm thinking about cheese. art. When I'm, yeah. in that, when I'm in that section, the first thing that pops into my head is, wow, I wish I had a painting. Where do they I, keep the art at the grocery store I, anyway? That's the problem. If yeah. I knew where it was, I wouldn't even be in the dairy section. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's next to the dog food. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's where it is. Yeah, yeah, Mahler knows. Well, did you ever did you ever buy any art outside the grocery store? Hmm. Yeah, not much. I don't have much art. I am bereft of much art. No mm. art for Mike. No art for Mike. That should yeah. be that's not a band name. It's just it's just true. That's all. Yeah. yeah. From Art News Magazine, mm-hmm. in under four minutes of bidding, Andy Warhol's 1964 silkscreen of Marilyn Monroe's face, shot sage blue Maryland, 
sold for $195 million to an unknown buyer at Christie's in New York, making it the highest price paid for any American work of art at auction. We sold the most expensive painting of the 20th century, said Christie's specialist Alex Rotter. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is a big achievement, he yeah, said. Yeah. Or from another perspective, as Fran Leibowitz would say, we live in a world where they applaud the price, not the Picasso. Yes, that's true. The 40-inch <laughs> by 40-inch painting eclipsed the previous high price of $110.5 million for a Basquiat skull painting at Sotheby's in 2017, as well as Warhol's auction high for a car crash painting that sold for $105.4 million in 2013. The Christie's auction was unusual in that none of the works were accompanied by a guarantee. That would be a minimum price at which a third party or auction house has committed to purchase the work. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of that yeah, that helps they, boost the price, right? Yeah, if they can't get this for it, yeah, then then they got the auction house. Then the auction house will pick it up. That's because the works they didn't have this low price because the works were consigned by the estate of a Swiss of Swiss dealers Thomas and Doris Amon, with all of the proceeds going toward their foundation, which supports health care and educational programs for children. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know how that's really working out yeah, there. But, yeah. you know, is this more of a promotion for them? Is the whole thing a promotion for them? Right. Did, say, Elon Musk want to give money and make a splash eventually? because it was uh, anonymous, or wanted to write off some taxes, or God knows what, and set it up with Thomas and Doris. I don't know. There's a whole strata of very rich people in the world who what they do for tax advantages, for hiding and sheltering money and moving Uh, it around, is just spend a boatload of money on art. And they hide it. It's in a a lot of the great works of art now are in free ports in airports all around the world because they you can't they can't be taxed they can't be yeah. whatever and and so this is just silly it's silly money chasing silly silly money. money it's silly money the warhol painting one of 5 in a series is based on a promotional photo from the actress's film niagara part of a series of shot marilyn portraits shot marilyn you say <laughs> In 1964, Dorothy Podber, a performance artist and friend of Warhol factory photographer Billy Name, saw the recently completed Marilyn painting stacked against each other at the studio and asked Warhol if she could shoot them. Believing she meant she wanted to photograph the paintings, Warhol agreed. Podber pulled out a small revolver from her purse and fired a single shot into the stack of four paintings. Wow. Yeah, she was a performance artist. I did not know about this. Okay. It's That's a good thing she didn't ask Andy yeah. if yeah. Can he I wanted. You? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That happened later. Yes, it did, actually. By That's a different Ironically, person, yes. Yeah. Uh, very, very true. That's why they call these things shot Marylands. I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And, but the canvas uh, up for auction at Christie's was not in the stack. It ah, was there. Okay. It wasn't in the stack. So. But it's considered to be part of that collection? Yeah, it was, the, yeah the it was there. Yeah. It just didn't get She know, ran out of bullets. Shot. Yeah, exactly. Well, she only fired once. Okay, so, so she shot through to four her of credit. them. credit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She wasn't a serial. No, no, she wasn't a serial, serial shooter. Killer. Shot. 
Sure. Shooter. Shooter. If this news makes you feel like you want your 15 minutes of fame, may I recommend a donation to KUCI instead? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free, free form, free speech radio, KUCI 88.9 FM. Do you like busts, Mike? You know, I, I, the head and shoulders. Yeah, yeah, thing, I, I you know. know what you. Would you think I meant was thinking something else? Well, or? you gave me this look. Oh yeah, I did. You're and right. in fact, that's really what it's about. It's usually from the waist up is when they talk about well, a bust, even though a bust, yeah. often it's shoulders and head. But mm-hmm. it because it was the breast is involved in it, and yeah, they so they, they called it a bust. They call it a bust. I never really given it much thought, but I, I guess I would have to say I'm basically pro bust. You are pro-bust? I, I usually, I think so. Yeah. I come down hard on the side of pro-busts. I think so. I think yeah, I, I think am so. too. Yeah. yeah, I think so. There Tell are me... some busts, though, I think, eh, you know, like, oh. I don't want Napoleon's bust. See, that's the one that was in my head. Yeah. Isn't that weird that yeah. that's the one I that's was thinking? That's not weird. That's perhaps a, a, the most famous bust of all I time. I guess it is, yeah. Outside of Dolly Parton. I don't want a Hitler bust. No. Yeah. No. I don't want a Pol Pot bust. No. You know, I mean, but but Napoleon was the one that jumped into my head. That's that's uh, I guess. Wow. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's crazy. From The Washington Post in 2018, Laura Young was treasure hunting at her local Goodwill when she spotted a bust among the knickknacks and hand-me-downs. Acting on a hunch, she touched the bust to confirm it wasn't cheap. A plastic knockoff, you know, Mm -hmm. it was cold, heavy and marble. Young, who works full-time as an employed am- a self-employed antiques dealer in Texas, suspected that the bust, depicting a downcast, straight-faced man brightened only by the yellow $34.99 price tag on his cheek, was far more special than his humble thrift store surroundings suggested, and bought the sculpture, strapped it into her passenger seat of her car, and drove home to start researching. With the help of experts, she would discover over the next few months that the bust was sculpted some 2,000 years ago in ancient Rome, purchased by a Bavarian king in the early 19th century for display in what is now Germany, and looted at the end of World War II. Wow. The statue's journey from 1940s Germany to a thrift store in Austin, Texas, more than 70 years later, is still a mystery. How that all came about. It's now on display at the San Antonio Museum of Art as part of an agreement Young and her lawyer struck with the bust's rightful owners, the government of Bavaria. That's a state in Germany. It will stay in the uh, San Antonio Museum until 2023 before returning home to Germany after a nearly 80-year absence. Under the agreement, the Bavarian government will pay Young a finder's fee on top of the cost of storing, insuring, and shipping the bust back to Germany. Could she shoot it? She could shoot it. She could. I mean, would that be part of the agreement? That might violate the contract. I think that might, yeah, because yeah, if I was thinking about anything that I would do with it at this point, I think I'd like to shoot it. But now, I mean, you put that in my head, Nathan. I sorry. Everything now, every story I read, yeah, you're, you're going to say, "Can I shoot did it? They shoot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or did they shoot it? Can I shoot it? Yeah. Well, would you like to shoot the Pope? <laughs> wow. Well, uh, you know, this is a good Pope. 
Uh, as like popes, pope. on, on, there are some popes. Yeah, if, yeah. We're, if we're grading on a curve, yeah. you know, kind of, this is one of the better ones. Yeah, this so. is not a shootable pope. <laughs> well, that was the other one. Yeah. Hey, the, we the, we the, already had that Rottweiler. one. <laughs> the Rottweiler yeah. guy. Pope Rottweiler. Somebody tried to shoot him. From the or art did. newspaper. The Vatican is entering the metaverse and the world of NFTs, oh. non-fungible tokens. That scares me when they're going there. What are they going to do? The nonprofit Vatican-affiliated foundation Humanity 2.0, that alone scares me <laughs> off, has signed a strategic partnership with Sensorium, a metaverse developer. Oh, God. The partnership aims to bring the Vatican's heritage of rape and pillage into the digital wor world by creating a virtual reality gallery of content from the Vatican. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm looking forward to the virtual body of Christ, the bread of bread of heaven, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation, so, that kind of thing. So are the cardinals going to take turns standing out in front of the Vatican with one of those megaphones that you, you know, like one of those yeah. old style, step right up and see the world's well, greatest collection. Well, no, there'll collection. be apps. Yeah, there'll, there'll be, be apps. apps. Yeah, okay. Vatican yeah. apps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Do you ever work with plywood? Not on purpose, but yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I, pound of nails and Yeah, it? pound of nails. I don't you ever remember. cut what, it? I'd stay away from anything that could saw off any of my fingers or yeah. any, any extremities at all. So no. you're like, do you feel, feel tempted to saw off your fingers or you I don't know. Yeah, there's, make this, a mistake? there's this kind of, yeah, thing going on in my head. Like, what would yeah. it feel like if I sawed off one of my fingers? You know, yeah. this is the dialogue that's going on. Like, right. it's this power of the saw. I'm that way with guns. Oh, you're that way with yeah. guns, yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to shoot myself. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking about who I might want to shoot well, when I see a gun. I think this show has identified quite a few people in, recently <laughs> yeah. that you, you would want As to As I shoot. said many times before, that's why people listening want should want yeah. Yeah, gun control laws. That's, Not yeah. because yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid that they'll shoot me, Yes, because they yeah. should be afraid. That's that's yeah, that's I'll shoot them. Yeah. That's why KUCI is a is a no carry radio station. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Open carry, whatever. Open carry. No, it's a non open carry. A non open carry. Station, yes. Yeah. From Cosmos magazine, plywood is a handy building material used to make furniture, tables, floors, mm -hmm. dog houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, dog houses. Dog houses. Yeah. No. yeah oh. other dog uh, houses. We woke him up, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's been sleeping. I know. <laughs> Roofing, interior walls. Do we have any plywood? I think this table is made out of plywood. I think the flooring. Kind of I think that genuinely, I think the flooring yeah, in here is probably made out of plywood. Yeah. You know, the, these shelves right here, all where our CDs are on, I don't think this is. Well, a... behind it. What's that? Up, what's that? Is yeah, that plywood? Yeah, there's plywood. Right there. There's plywood. Yeah. yeah. Look around you right now, you at home. Yeah. See how much plywood you can spot. What is plywood? I never well, asked. Yeah. Are you going to tell me? It's made by gluing thin layers of wood together. Okay, there you go. And curing the resulting composite under heat and pressure. So they press that thing down and keep it hot, you know, okay. get it going. A resin made from formaldehyde is commonly used as the glue in plywood manufacturing. You can easily spot the formaldehyde adhesive as a distinct black line between layers of plot. Mm -hmm. Formaldehyde, not so good. No. No. Multiple scientific studies have shown a potential link between formaldehyde use and certain cancers. But by the time the plywood reaches your supplier, don't worry about things. Mm. 
the formaldehyde emissions will have come close to negligible. Okay. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, the World Health Organization has classified formaldehyde as a carcinogen. To help cut formaldehyde emissions in the manufacturing of plywood, a new type of non-toxic wood glue made entirely from biological materials has been created by a team of international researchers. Wow. Very good. That means, you know, one guy from one place, yeah. one guy from another. Some guy from Switzerland. Yeah. Some guy from... I wonder if they do that intentionally. Oh, yeah. yeah. You mean say it that way? Well, yeah. They yeah. they bring some guy from Switzerland yeah. over to Austin, Texas. Right, right. And right. then they have a team of international it's researchers. Team, it's an, and, and then... If they got like a merit badge in the Boy Scouts, it's a an award winning international team. Yeah, yeah, from you know from all over the world. It's this. Uh, said that it, it, this is the the but the 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 glue is made. Yeah. Uh, is a glucose citric acid solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an adhesive that's uh, and it has uh, great potential in replacing the existing industrial formaldehyde resin adhesives. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's citrus. Great. Yeah. Yeah. What's would, gonna would, say? You, uh, would you would you shake him? He's he fell asleep again. Mahler, <coughs> what? Wake up! Come on, we're doing a show, Mahler. <coughs> Jesus, well, what I don't were care. you talking about? I anyway? don't care what you were doing last night. Okay, we got a show to do, Mahler. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Are you absent-minded? Oh God, yeah. I'm professor absent-minded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Professor absent-minded. Yeah, you want to learn about <laughs> yeah. being absent-minded? Uh, from scientific alert or science alert. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't remember. A recent study suggests that the kinds of memory problems common in Nathan and Mike in old age can be reversed, and all it takes is some cerebral spinal fluid harvested from the young. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's so, so what you're talking about is the Democratic National Committee would be harvesting. Yeah. That yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what, what that's why I'm a yeah. Democrat right there. There's you just Peter said Felix, it. Uh, harvesting the, the young. cerebral spinal fluid yeah, for harvesters. Us. Yes, for us vampiric people. Yeah, yeah this knew. is happening in mice at least. Okay, it's not happening with well, the Democratic Party <laughs> yet. Yet, well, that we know of. There's been a lot of new pizza places that have Stop opened it. up around here, and I'm just wondering. Out loud. If downstairs. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Harvesting the story's got to be true. Spinal fluid I heard from, it on Fox News. It's got to be true. From the Irvine yeah. Gay Men's Chorus. <laughs> if this is sounding a little familiar, you might be thinking of a similar series of studies back in the mid-2010s, which found that older mice could be generally rejuvenated with the blood of younger animals. Oh, that's what the Democrats are doing. That's it's the, the blood. Yes. Yeah. But the FDA even had to give a warning for people to stop, you know, stop, stop taking the blood of young people. I think the FDA warned the Democrats. That's what (laughs) set the Republicans in queue off. They issued a a nationwide alert. Yeah. If you see a Democrat with mice running around into and they're running into a pizza place. Yeah. Call call, the FDA. Yeah. Call the FDA. This new study instead examines the links between memory and cerebrospinal fluid. Mm-hmm. How many times have I said cerebrospinal fluid? It's not an easy thing to say, but no, no you've been saying it I've a lot. I've been doing okay. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The results have shown considerable promise. Cerebrospinal fluid is a clear, colorless liquid that surrounds and protects the central nervous system. 
It bathes the brain and spine in nutrients and eliminates waste products. It also cushions them to help prevent injury in the event of a trauma. Cerebrospinal fluid composition changes with age. These changes are used routinely in the clinic to assess brain health and disease biomarkers. The new studies implies healthy cerebrospinal fluid could be beneficial in treating dementia. So I see a lot of spinal taps in the future for you, Mike. Yeah, you should. Yes, definitely. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9, on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. From Rolling Stone magazine, near the beginning of Trump's time in office. Remember that? God, that seems like a thousand years ago, but yes. He repeatedly asked his national security aides and administration officials one extraordinary question. Guess what it was. Is the earth round? No, No. I don't know. um, Am I really president? (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Um, can I? Can we just shoot them? That's a good one. I like that one. That's a true one. That's a true one. Yeah, yeah. Does China have the secret weapon to create a large man-made hurricane and then launch them at the United States? Wow. Yeah. He thought we they could just make a hurricane and then launch them over here. I guess, in fairness, there has there have been attempts on the part of climate scientists. To break up hurricanes to figure out a way to diminish their power and impact. So I don't know if the, in his He's saying fevered, they create a hurricane. I know, I'm saying in his fever imagination. The hurricane. They, and then they named, well. <laughs> if we don't even know where a hurricane's going. Right. It's kind of hard to like yeah, to point see. it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't stop there. <laughs> he would also ask, and if so. Yes, and, yeah, so he's on a roll yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he's because he's saying, yeah, yeah, yeah well, and, yeah. If they got one, yeah. would this constitute an act of war by a foreign power, and could the U.S. Re- retaliate militarily? So, could we launch missiles at China? Could we just, if if we yeah. thought that one of their hurricanes, the hurricanes we're experiencing, was launched by them? Let, let's just play this out, just little little game okay. here. All right. So let's say one of the. Stooges, who was in the Oval Office with him at the time, yeah. who didn't want to disagree with the guy that you yeah, say yeah. from UCI. Yes, yeah. let's say yeah, Navarro was yeah, in there. Yeah, Peter Navarro. Navarro was there. standing there, and they're all nodding their heads. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. That's wow. That's the, that's the kind yes, of thing we need. President. We need more of that around here. You're a bloody genius, bloody effing genius, and and he orders them to. You know, yeah. in his mind, that hurricane that took out one of his hotels, yeah. let's say, just spitballing here, yeah. knocked out in one of his golf courses. Yeah. And he decides to fire a supersonic at China. Yeah. That's cr- I mean, honestly, I know I'm joking here. But I thought you I, said you were going to play it out. Well, I'm playing out. That's what I'm, the playing out is. We fire something at China because. Yeah. Oh, that's it? That's the end of the story? Well, it could be oh, the yeah. end of everything, if, oh. if you're, I think. Wow. Right. I mean, as President Trump repeatedly asked China about launching, asked about China launching hurricanes. hurricanes. It wasn't just once. Okay. Yeah. By the way, it would be typhoons. I think if it was coming from China. 
Well, for us though, he, they're launching yeah, I, at us. Okay, I, yeah, he knows okay. where they're yeah, making yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. According to, and he's asking the questions, yeah. not you. Yeah, that's true. You know, none of the aides said, "Wait, Mr. I'm President." I'm trying to make sense you of it. You don't mean hurricanes. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to make sense of it. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. It was almost too stupid for words," said a former Trump official, intimately familiar with the then sitting president's inquiry. Trump began interrogating national security officials and other staffer, staffers about the alleged weapon uh, during the first year of his presidency, and his questions would pop up sporadically until at least 2018. In certain circles within the upper ranks of the Trumposphere, Trump's question became such a mockable occurrence that it became known as the hurricane gun thing. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was present once, not me, but this other guy, when he asked if China made hurricanes to send to us, said a former senior official. One guy in the room responded, not to the best of my knowledge, sir. I kept it together until I got back to the office. He was asking about it around the time, maybe a little before he was asking people about nuking hurricanes. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You want to drop a... Hydrogen bomb on a hurricane, yeah, which is actually a better yeah. thought process than it's actually more scientifically based than what I he was saying so, yeah. previously. But you can't. You can't. You can't We're not advocating that you do such a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if anybody has a nuke and they're thinking about it, don't do it. But this is the thing, Nathan. Yeah, they all knew empirically, personally metaphysically, existentially, that this guy was out of his mind and yeah. they coddled him. They facilitated him. They made him think that what he was saying was rational and normal and doable. Yeah. This is the threat to the... It's him, yes, That's but it's all it the sycophants who are... people in power. Yeah, we're helping yeah. him. You want to kiss their Yeah. Maybe, you know, for all I know, he thought if he could cover up the he, passing gas and say, oh, looks like China launched another hurricane in America. Well, he could do I that. mean, for all I know. Who's crazier, you or Trump? Oh, wow. Well, it depends on what we're talking about. How about Trump or Elon Musk? Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good... Uh, you think, who's, who's crazier, Trump, Elon Musk? Is, you heard about him, you know, yeah. starting to back off of Twitter, right? Because he wanted to know about the fake accounts, yeah. which has been... Which is true. ...random. Yeah. I mean, it's been well-known, but yeah. he's right. There's just millions of... But, you know, so it He's, doesn't sound like a good business brain who yeah. offers them $44 billion yeah. and says, oh, you mean you have fake accounts? Yeah. Like, everybody knows that. Yeah. I, I think he may be looking for a way out. I don't know. Yeah. He's getting a lot of heat for- But Twitter, the, the stocks are, are dropping like crazy that, that's now. That's the other thing. Of, yeah. is, he, is, he, is he sabotaging it so then he can walk in and say, I'll give you $22 billion. I think he just likes us talking about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe so. Elon, stop it. You know. Look, from our good friend what do you at think? the what LA do you think? Times, yeah, go ahead. Michael go ahead. Hilton. Yeah. I don't care what I think. Okay. Over the last few weeks and months, almost every financial asset has lost value because reality has set in. You know, all these people are investing in stuff. Yeah. That includes conventional stocks and bonds, which have spent most of 2022 in the red. But fad assets such as cryptocurrencies, non-fungible tokens... Look out, uh, Pope. Yeah. Blank check companies and meme stop stocks like GameStop have taken the biggest hits. Yeah. So too have story stocks, 
those that trade more on popular expectations or grand conjecture than uh, financial analysis, like, say, Twitter. Yeah. They include shares in companies that rose, rose by providing goods or services that experienced high demand during the pandemic, like, uh, like Zoom. Yeah. Then there's electric car maker Tesla, perhaps the most prominent story stock in the market today. Tesla shares trade largely on followers' faith in the wisdom of Elon Musk. Yeah. And that seems to be on the decline. It never was very high as far as I'm concerned. He just had a lot of... He had a good agent. He could, he, and he could spin quite a tale. Well, he rose up in the era of Trump yeah. when yeah. that sort of bravado and right. stupid energy attracted people. Well... Let me let me just say a lot of the things that he was saying are things that we wanted to hear. Yeah. We wanted them to be true, that we would come up with an electric car that would save the world. Well, I didn't would... want a, whore, a borehole through the city of Los Angeles, right, right. a borehole, a whole board. Yeah. A whole board. That's why I didn't say it. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like you're boring a hole. Right. Remember when he was going to do that? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. And it was only going to go for a couple of blocks. I think it's, is it still? Is that gone now? I don't I even think know. It is, okay, yeah. okay. I don't think he ever got started. In Wednesday's trading, Tesla shares fell $66 to $734, a decline of 41% from their peak of $1,243 reached on November 4th. Right. Tesla's price shock could have been caused due to concern about Musk's dalliance with Twitter, uh, which he is promising to buy in part by borrowing against his Tesla shares. Right. Now he's out of that, but still. Yeah. Or the market may finally have recognized that Tesla shares were bogus, that the price was propped up. Or they might have realized that Musk is a doofus. They've been saying for years that the, the, the price that people are willing to pay for Tesla stock doesn't match the fundamentals of, yeah. of his business. Yeah. And that he got he kind of dodged a bullet when he was able to up the production of the Tesla motor, um, the smaller version of the, the Tesla car, uh-huh. and got it up to a point where it seemed like he was. And it may still be the case where the, that car is selling well enough to maintain that market share. But um, I do think they are starting to come out of his balloon. So, well, the public is still enamored, ignorant. From CNN, years of low rainfall and snowpack and more intense heat waves have fed directly to the state's multi-year unrelenting drought conditions, rapidly draining statewide reservoirs. We knew that. Yeah. We've been talking about it for decades. Yes. According to this week's report from the U.S. Drought Monitor, California's two major reservoirs, Shasta Lake and Lake Oroville, are at critically low levels at the point of the year when they should be the highest. You know, if it's critically low levels and it's summer, yeah, that's one thing. Yeah. This week, Shasta Lake is only at 40% of its total capacity, the lowest it has ever been at the start of May since record-keeping began in 1977. Meanwhile, further south, Lake Oroville is at 55% of its capacity, which is 70% of where it should be around this time on average. Lake Shasta Lake is the largest reservoir in the state and the cornerstone of California's Central Valley Project, 
a complex water system made of 19 dams and reservoirs as well as more than 500 miles of canals stretching from Redding in the north all the way south to the drought-stricken landscapes of Bakersfield. According to the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation, only agriculture customers who are senior water rights holders and some irrigation districts in the eastern San Joaquin Valley will receive the Central Valley Project water deliveries this year. It's anticipated that in the Sacramento Valley alone, over 350,000 acres of farmland will be fallowed. This let, they're not going to plant anything. No water going. The impending summer heat and the water shortages will hit California's most vulnerable populations, particularly those in farming communities the hardest. And in a related story from the voice of O.C., the California Coastal Commission decided against the Poseidon Water Company's controversial desalination plant proposal, which could have killed marine life and changed the ecosystem on Orange County's coast. Thank God they did that. Even though we're in a horrible drought, really, I said it a bazillion times, kill your lawn. Yeah. I've got to believe that if everybody just got rid of all of this ornamental grass around, yeah. that it would easily make up for anything that the uh, desalination plant could have come up with. Well, Nathan, we're at a point now, it's not if, it's when. Yeah. Right? When, in terms of the water crisis. We're no longer like, well, it might, it could. No, it's here. Oh, yeah. And so it's now just a matter of managing it. It's a matter of trying to be a little bit more uh, uh, thoughtful about the future and how we're going to deal with it because it's not going to go away. And I just dread the idea of people running out of water. I just it's I it's something that will be just catastrophic. Well, it's a ridification is what it is. It's not a drought anymore. It's we yeah. are gradually changing completely. Yeah. It's not something that's going away. Uh. And the idea that they said the drought is over. They keep saying that when they get a little bit of rain exactly. every winter exactly. is absurd right now. When they say that, they give people this sense of, well, um then we We've sort of cleared that hurdle. Yeah. We won't have to worry about it in the future because that drought's over. We're in, as you said, an historic drought. And you're right. We're in a new phase of of life in the western part of the United States. Yep. For now, this decision marks an end to a 20-year battle between environmentalists and the desalination company's proposal for the Huntington Beach plant. Twelve commissioners sat at a long table inside the Hilton in Costa Mesa on Thursday and decided the ocean will not lose 100 million gallons of seawater daily to the desalting plant that would return half of it as harmful brine. That's the biggest problem there. Something that would have impacted the coastline for at least a half a century. Hey, let's change the subject. You ever hang out with bats? Not that I know of. No? No No bats? No bats. You ever want to hang out with bats? Um, I have been, I've given over myself to the probably inaccurate information that if I get bit by a bat, Uh I'll die. Why? Or that I'll get rabies. I guess that's what I should say. Well, they don't have it. It's like like worrying about a dog giving you rabies. Well, Mahler's tried. Yeah? Yeah. What's he doing anyway? I don't know, but he has really yeah. fallen down. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Oh yeah. Well, okay. all right. If you, I mean, he's just listening today. I guess. All right, but anyway, yeah. um, what about you? Okay, let's what say. What about bats? What about bats? What should I know? From Scientific American, many animals copy other creatures to protect themselves from predators, and most of them uh, imitate others visually. Mm-hmm. So you want to look like a bigger animal with yeah. big eyes. Puff yourself puff up. Puff yourself up, whatever it is. Now a study comparing the behavior of owls exposed to insect and bat noises suggests that greater mouse-eared bats, that's what they're called, mm-hmm might be among the few animals who have weaponized another species' sound. Because they are nocturnal and have poor eyesight, most bats rely on echolocation to find their way around and communicate using a wide array of noises. Mm -hmm. Researchers noticed that the distress call of the greater mouse-eared bat sounded like the buzzing of bees or hornets. Mm At most frequencies, the two sounds are not dramatically similar, but they were when the bat's call was stripped down to include only frequencies that owls, one of the animal's main predators, are able to hear. Huh. This suggests that the distress call as heard by owls strongly resembles the buzzing of a hornet, so it fools the owl. Wow. To test this idea, the researchers played bat and insect noises to owls living in captivity, they found that the birds tend to approach the speakers when played recordings of social bat calls. Oh. Just kind of goofing around, yeah, you know? Yeah, But a recording of hornets buzzing or when the bat's call was stripped down to include only frequencies that owls could hear usually caused owls to distance themselves from the speakers. Wow. So there. That's, bats. That's, that's amazing. And finally. Yeah. From WTHR, Indiana. An Indiana man who is accused of killing his cancer-stricken wife as she was seeking a divorce won his Republican primary this week from jail and will be on the ballot in November (laughs) if he has not been convicted. Andrew Wilhoyt, one of three Republicans who secured a spot in November's election for the Clinton Township Board, was charged in March with killing his wife, Elizabeth. She had completed her last chemotherapy treatment for breast cancer and was seeking a divorce after she found out her husband had been having an affair. When the couple got into a domestic dispute in late March, Andrew allegedly struck her in the head with a concrete gallon-sized flower pot, placed her in his car, and dumped her body in a nearby creek. Andrew has been charged with first-degree murder and is being held in Boone County Jail without bond. If convicted, he could face up to life in prison or even the death penalty, according to state law. If not, he will be one of three newly elected members of the Clinton Township Board. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.